This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Upper Hand Fantasy Podcast. Now, here's your host, Faraz Sadiqi and Zach Rizzuto. Now, let's hit on Dalton Kincaid uh, going to the Bills. Um, This is a polarizing one, you know, because a lot of people were like, this doesn't make any sense. The Bills moved up ahead of the Cowboys to grab him. Um, The Cowboys ended up not even taking Michael Mayer, even though, you know, he was linked to them a little bit. Um, a lot of teams had him above Kincaid uh, on their big boards. The Cowboys apparently didn't. And I'm very curious to know, like, hey, like, if it's true that if Kincaid fell to the Cowboys, would they have gone with him? Um, that would have been pretty interesting. I think, you know, Ferguson, you know, is still like kind of, you know, alive at this point. You know, the fact that they, they haven't taken a tight end so far. But before I say what I think about Dalton Kincaid's landing spot, you know, obviously Dawson Knox is there, so it was a little confusing for a lot of people. But I want to know what you think about this landing spot, about you know what to expect from Kincaid and his career with there, and maybe some immediate. Or is there going to be any immediate production? Just just curious, what you think? I think it's hard to bank on immediate production from any tight end. Um, not a knock on him as a player or anything, but um, I he was my favorite tight end in this tight end class, and it's not a knock against Michael Mayer. It's just that when I and I wouldn't consider myself any kind of like film expert or anything like that. But when I first look, this is why I don't like to just, I try to do both as much as, as best as I can. If you just look at like the spreadsheet and I see he's a 20, 22, is he, I thought he was going to be 23 at the start of the year. I can't remember, but seemed like a little bit of older prospect coming out. Yeah, and I was like a little bit nervous about that. And then I started watching his tape and I was like, Oh man. And, and, I hate even saying it, but I was seeing Travis Kelsey. I was just looking at him who Kelsey was also a late prospect, you know, and he just looks like he's got, he's not as big as Kelsey. He's a bit smaller of a tight end, but he moves kind of like a wide receiver. Um, I just thought as far as fantasy goes, I want that move tight end. You know, I'm not as interested in the all around tight end, you know? So um, I think there is a good chance he could have been the uh, Dalton Schultz replacement if if they didn't jump him and i love this because i already liked him um i know i was looking at pff did their consensus rankings and like sam monson uh mike renner and i can't remember which one of their other analysts had Mm -hmm. they all had him as like a top uh 20 prospect on their big board i think jeremiah i think daniel jeremiah had him at like his eighth overall prospect he did yeah had him at eighth and i i want to say sam had him at like 10th so 
they were all like very high on him, which was was great because I was already high on him. I was like, if I see other analysts that I respect have as high on him, it's like kind of validates it a little bit. And then now the yeah. fact that any tight end going in round one, it's kind of like running back a little bit. You don't see too many of it unless you're like Kyle Pitts, right. you know, or, or something like that. So the fact that he went round one, the fact that he's tied to Josh Allen now, um, I love it. Love it for him. I think it's it's a he's a one of the biggest risers for me. For, for Dynasty, yeah. and I think it's also obviously a good thing for Josh Allen. So I, I agree with a lot of the things that you said, Steve, and you know I think it's still a little bit tricky to pick a tight end relatively early in, in rookie drafts, regardless of how much we like the landing spot, the draft capital, and all of that. Um, you know, I think the correlation between you know a, a running back going in the first round compared to, the, compared to a tight end going to the first round, it's a lot like it's a lot better for running backs, right? It's a really tricky. And I think it's one of the hardest positions to evaluate the tight end position. And a lot of these first round tight ends, like don't actually pan out to a ton of upside. Sometimes it happens. Sometimes it doesn't. So it's one of those situations where like, I think you're right. I think Kincaid is a, is a really good prospect. And I want to hit on him being an older prospect. Even if you look back at what he was doing, he really only started to play football a couple years ago. Like, yeah. and that's part of the reason why he was playing basketball and he was playing other sports and stuff. So, he has a lot like which he looks which, really good in terms of like him being a route runner like to, to have that type of route running skills like without that much football experience is like pretty impressive and for the record when when i'm told he wasn't playing football because he was playing college basketball i always you actually see that as a good thing like i'm thinking yeah. of deandre hopkins playing college basketball antonio gates antonio gates yeah. in that position right it's like your elite athletes tony gonzalez you know yeah so Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So we're. So, I guess you know, we're saying he's Tony Gonzalez. No, <laughs> I think just, so. Like a, no, a blend kidding. between <laughs> Gonzalez, Antonio Gates, and Travis Kelsey, pretty much. But but, um, but I will agree with you on the whole thing. Like, who is Evan Ingram? I was trying to get this pulled up while you were talking, but um, yeah, he was one of the best rookie tight ends we've seen in a while, as far as what he did year one. Yeah. It wasn't that amazing. It was like. Right. 11 points per game you know what i mean so to your point yeah it, it's not like he was like the tight end one or like the top three four tight end where you're really making a huge difference at the yeah position. yeah i think it's overall i love the landing spot but i agree with you it's like I, I don't know how far i'm moving him up because it's not like all of a sudden he jumps these wide receivers or a lot of these running backs we're going to see go in day two you know uh, i well. prefer I, I like if a, if a wide receiver is going like you know i prefer some of these running backs to wide receivers even in the second yeah. round and third round and in the going into the second round of my rookie draft too. So like, you know, Kincaid might be like a mid second round at the earliest for me. Yeah. And I yep. know that a lot of people want to put him, you know, middle end of second round or something like that. If they, if they like the landing spot, which I do. And let's talk about why we like the landing spot. Right. And I think like, you know, and Dawson Knox, you know, Dawson Knox just signed an extension like early September last year before last season. Now would the bills have done the same thing after this season. <laughs> right. I don't think so. I think hindsight is 2020 here. And I think they are, you know, King, I think Knox is a better blocker for sure. Kincaid is really like a wide receiver dressed, you know, as a tight end pretty yeah. much. Um, so I think this is actually a weapon for Josh Allen. They're going to use him that way. Uh, similar to like Dar Darren Waller type of player where, you know, you line him up outside, you line him up in the slot and, you know, he's a wide receiver similar to what they're doing with Kyle Pitts. Right. So that's kind of how I see him. And I think that I am not worried about Knox at all. Like in terms of Kincaid's value, um, this year, next year, I, I don't, I, I'm not banking on Kincaid to to 
to produce in year one, like in a meaningful way. But later on, like, yeah, I'm perfectly fine with Kincaid as a tight end one, um, fantasy tight end one in this draft class after what we just saw. And the fact that he's paired with Josh Allen, like, what else yeah. do you want? I know. Well, and you know what I'd compare it to a little bit, but but even a better version of that is um is uh <laughs> here we go. The the <laughs> the, uh, the tight end for the Eagles, uh, Dal- uh Dallas Goddard. Yeah a few years ago right. when when, when they had when they had Zach Ertz, you know, and they took him, got Goddard in the second round, you kind of knew the writing was on the wall for Ertz. And it took a little while, you know, I think it took a year or two before they finally moved on from Ertz. But they, but even Goddard had some, he showed flashes year one, you know. Yep. But probably, I think Kincaid will put up some 20-point games this season, mm-hmm. you know. Will he be in your lineup? That's hard to say. But, right. uh, but I think long-term, this is going to be – Look, I think the Bills – I mean, it's a copycat league. I think they see what the Chiefs have with Travis Kelsey and how you can have the best wide receivers in the world, but sometimes the tight end, if you can get a difference maker and somebody yeah. who you just can't match up against, like look at that, what exactly. Kelsey has done for Mahomes. And I think the Bills are like, we want that you know, on our roster. Yeah, and like he's going to be primarily going up against safeties, linebackers, mm-hmm. and nickel corners. So like, you yeah. know, that, like, I'll take that all day, you know, yeah. um, and zone coverage on top of that. And, yeah, you know, exactly. when you're talking about wide receiver, like these wide receivers have to be good against zone and man. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's something to think about. Um, but, yeah, I think that that'll do it, man. Like, you know, there's obviously, you know, a bunch of potential day two guys going off the board. You know, maybe Josh Downs would be the first wide receiver taken in the second round. We'll see. We're really curious to see, you know, how high Jonathan Mingo ends up rising. Um, you know, there are a few guys that that I'm interested in day two. And then, you know, obviously, there's going to be a ton of running backs taken in rounds two and three tonight, which I'm really, really looking forward to. Um, a lot of landing spots. Zach Charbonnet, right, still on the board. Um, do you have a seat? Do you have like a, a a landing spot for Charbonnet that you're hoping that that he ends up going to? Uh, you know, I I kind of I think it's probably too late. This, yeah, no, I kind of had Philly as a guy I was like eyeing, but that was kind of the end of the, the the first round, you know. So yeah, I could see him potentially Arizona. If they, uh-huh. if they, because Jonathan or uh, Connor, James Connor's been a little bit dinged up here and there. Um, right. You know, Carolina, I could see they've got a, a pick, you know, pick 39. And I think they could use, you know, like Miles Sanders hasn't been the, I don't want him to go there just because Miles Sanders is there, but I, I think they could right. be a dark horse to, to try to, to have that backup running back. Um, yep. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a day, day two is going to be, the second round is going to be fun. I think you're going to see kind of like what we've what we've seen. Isn't that been kind of the trend the last few years where it's like the second round is the running back round where you yeah. just see these running backs going left and right. So um, there's a lot of good if, running backs. I still if, see that. if 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 Charbonnet falls a little bit, like if he doesn't get taken early, like I love the Dolphins at 51. Oh, that's like, the one I forgot to bring up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a perfect fit. Like Charbonnet yeah. is like a one one cut zone runner. Mm-hmm. And like paired with that offense, like that's exactly what the type of that type of offense that they have coming over. You know, that's that's Mike Daniel's offense, right? So, yeah. if you could get that, listen, man, I uh, know on a good offense, clear goal line back on top of that, yeah. shit, like I would love that. Dude. that, that <laughs> that's probably my favorite landing spot for Charbonnet if I had to pick one team to grab him. I, no, you're absolutely right. Uh, I forgot to mention Miami, but that would be that would be my favorite. I think my least favorite would be if New England picked him up. Just I, I wouldn't <laughs> oh, want yeah. that headache. They've got oh, a yeah. pick, kind of. They've got a few picks in there. So um, no, he's he's one I'm excited about. Um, I was trying to think if there was another guy. I was uh, oh Spears. Now 
you talk to, to to Ty J. Do you have any thoughts on where you think he might go? Because he's a guy I like. He's a guy yeah. I thought you know the Broncos could maybe take him in. Like so, you know, it's funny because like we were talking before the podcast started, and he told me the teams that he visited with. Okay. And then I I, I hinted towards that question while we were recording, and he didn't give me as clear of an answer. He gave me like a yeah, vague yeah. answer. So yeah. I have a feeling that he didn't want me to kind of like no no like leak it on the podcast. Oh, of um, course. Not. So yeah. I'll I'll tell you I'll tell you off air. Um. But, you know, the, a team that I was looking at was the Patriots. Like you mentioned, you know, yeah. that. And I think that he could potentially – he's not a guy who's going to get 20 touches either, right, per yeah. game. And the Patriots, I think, is a decent fit for that type of, of scheme where, you know, you have – obviously, you have a, a great early down running back in, in um, Ramondre Stevenson. And I think Ty J. Spears would be the perfect complement. Right. So yeah. I think that could be a, a pretty decent from and especially from an NFL perspective. Like it might suck for fantasy um, because Ramondre was just soaking up targets and receptions last year. So like you, you, you he might not be as, you know, uh, he won't be an RB1. That's, I, I don't think he, right, might, right, he right. would be in, in that situation because I think Spears is a good running back. Um, yeah. So I think that would be a decent one two punch, especially like if you're looking at it from an NFL perspective. Yeah, you know, a, a a couple other guys. I'm obviously we just talked about Will Levis. He's going to be the guy that's on camera, you know, the, the whole day. <laughs> the whole they're they're going to be showing him. But I think a low key good landing spot for Levis. Now this isn't going to be good for this year, but uh -huh. the the Rams. You know, I 100% agree with you. I love like, it. Like like I I don't know the whole um. The whole thing there with Matt Stafford last year and his wife on her podcast saying she didn't want him to play football anymore because yeah. of the concussions and stuff. I think there's a there's one of those chances where it could be kind of an Andrew Luck situation where maybe he's like, you know, hangs it up a little bit early. Um, and I still like McVay as an OC and and, and of course. what he could do in that offense. So um, I think that could be a sneaky good landing spot. Um, but yeah, no, I I'm I'm just. I'm excited, man. I, I can't wait. Yeah. I'm going to be doing the same thing I did last night, just gr like grinding <laughs> and, and, and loving it, living it up. man. It, it's fun, man. You know what? To be honest with you, man, like I was looking more at my phone than I was at the, at the TV, oh. uh, just because I was like posting, putting up mm -hmm. stories and stuff like that during the draft. So like, I'll be doing the same thing tonight, guys. Uh, and we're trying to get this podcast out as soon as possible so that you guys can, uh, you know, soak in day one and then, you know, get ready for day two. Uh, but yeah, man, like I'm hoping guys like Tank Bigsby, Roshan Johnson, um, like my guy, Kendra Miller, like we'll see where he, he lands. Like he, there's a huge range for Kendra Miller, like between rounds two and four. I'm hoping it's not, you know, round four because I'm a big fan of his. So I want yeah. him to get his draft capital. Kenny McIntosh, another versatile back who could go as late as round five, could go as yeah. early as round two. Have We have no idea. Um, so I think now it gets to the point where like, you just kind of don't know what's going to happen. No, you don't. And I, I think guys that, that might be ranked higher, like on the fantasy thing, like a, um, a Devin, a chain. Yeah. I feel like I've seen that player before drop to like round six or seven, you know, right. like you just that. never know with some of this stuff. So it's going to be, with it's going to be a wild ride. It's like, you know, with a chain, it's like, even if he does get the draft capital, man, like it's just so hard for me to trust no. that for fantasy. No, <laughs> really he, it, it, it's literally he's the he would be the outlier of outliers, you know, and it's just but not I'll a, say this. It, go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was just going to say it's not if you just want to go by the numbers, it's 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 one you want to avoid. You know, you just you're just playing the the the, 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 the wrong side of probability. What if he goes with the, to the Chiefs at 63? <laughs> <laughs> Well, now I'm back in, you know, just like we all got sucked in with CEH, you know, a few years ago. Oh, uh, 
Oh, you just reminded me though. That's who needs to trade for DeAndre Swift. Back during the Ooh. 2019 draft, I was like, of all play, like I like Swift and Jonathan Taylor much more than Clyde. Mm. And I will say I got a little bit overly influenced, like most of us did, with the Andy Reid, you know, the, yeah, the, of course. the history there and, and Patrick Mahomes. But that's who I thought was the much better running back uh, back during that draft class. That would be Kansas City needs to make that move. They've got well, I, I, I commend you for that because that, that's that's that was good process. Yeah, and they got they got pick ninety five and pick sixty three. Yeah, to move one of those picks and get Swift, please. I love it. I love <laughs> oh, it. That'll be that'll be. Hey man, I I was telling people to buy Swift, and I I still think I'll be honest with you guys. Like today, I, I know the report came out from from Fowler, you know, saying that they're probably going to move him. So that kind of sucks if you're yeah. trying to buy him. But like I was just going to say, like buy Swift right now because you you'll be able. He was already cheap to begin with, I think. Mm-hmm. And now he's, he was going to be even cheaper. You know, if he ends up getting moved today, like I think that he, his value ends up skyrocketing because another coach, another team can use him totally differently. And yeah. he can actually become a legit fan. He was super efficient in the past game last year, dude. Like when he was oh, on yeah. the field, he's still a very good running back. It's just that it seems like Detroit is just over him. Okay. Yeah, no, he's, I think he's really good. I think we can go forever, dude. Like we could talk forever. <laughs> I know. And like no. we can break down this entire. I don't want to hang up for us, but, <laughs> <laughs> so uh. but let's let's get out of here. Um, let's get back to our day and um, looking forward to day two and day three, man. Um, and you know, appreciate you, Steve. Make sure course, to follow anytime. Steve at Fantasy Guides on Instagram. He has amazing draft kits, amazing draft products. Just overall, his draft, his regular draft kit for the season it's, he gets he gets you ready for any type of format dynasty redraft whatever uh so make sure to, to follow steve there and uh hit him up super nice guy obviously if you if you the, the the guy that you're hearing right now on the podcast is exactly who he is in real life so so make sure you tune in and, and give him a follow uh but yeah for, steve appreciate you man and for everybody else thank you so much for listening uh if you're hearing this before tonight before day two i'll be up i'll be on instagram i'll be i'll be available i'll be doing stories and stuff so Catch you guys later. Take it easy. See ya. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.